Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. I am jumping on here immediately just to say a few things because I sometimes forget. First of all, if you like this podcast, you might have to listen to it first. But if you like this podcast, please share it on your social media. Tell people about it. Text people. Send it. And encourage people. Because right now in history, women are rising. And here's what I mean by that. I don't mean in a self serving way. I don't necessarily mean um, in a way that is hateful and mean, like the world would say that that false face of feminism that is out there. That is not what I mean. But what I mean is God is creating women to rise up for their unique giftings, whether it is at home, in the workplace, in politics. And we need to gather together. We need to stop isolating ourselves regardless of where we are in history and what ordinances say. Separation from other women is not what God has called us to do. So I encourage you, even if it's sharing this podcast and sipping coffee with a friend discussing what God has shown you, let's do that. Okay, it's still 2020. And if you're listening to this in the future, don't worry. It's still a very relevant podcast because God's eternal truth doesn't change. And no matter where we are and what we're doing, I want you to listen to this so that you can really dig into God's word and find out what he's saying to you. So grab your Bible, turn on your Bible app. Let's get going. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Strong Christian Female Podcast. This is a community of women who want to be warriors for Jesus. We are kicking off the desire to be comfortable and embracing a wholehearted abandonment to Jesus Christ, not through legalism, not through works, but through his grace and mercy. We're going to overcome the lies of this culture and replace them with the truth of God's word. So whether you're a grandma, a student, a stay-at-home mom, an entrepreneur, a coffee lover, or a tea drinker, you are welcome here. So let's get started. All right. Wow. We're still here. We are still on this earth. Jesus has not come back. I am wondering why and when that day is coming because man, it's getting crazy out there. Today, we are going to talk about another lie, which I've seen in the church again. I really try to focus on Christians and Christianity and Christian culture and the church more than the world because the world's full of lies. I mean, the father of lies rules the world. Tackling the lies in the world would take all day. But there are so many lies that have been seeping into the Christian church, I would say for a strong 15 years now. And a lot of people are just now becoming aware of them, I think in the last three, maybe one. This is the lie of saying nothing. Now, this isn't the same as the lie of silence. This is different. So I'm going to start by reading a section of a chapter in the book, Somebody Lied to You, which is a book I wrote. And then I'm going to expound a little bit. I was reading a book on leadership recently, and I just couldn't get into it. The words on the page were good, but not great. Now, I'm not talking about the style or quality. I can forgive those if the message is good, but the message was not good. And then it struck me. There really wasn't a message at all. 
Nothing was being said. It was just generic information and middle-of-the-road mantras, which had little dynamics or value. Its intention was most likely to appeal to a wide variety of people so that no one would be offended and the book would sell. Now, I've read books where they weren't saying anything new, but they were saying a lot. They were calling out the best in us by challenging the core of who we are. Or they were pointing out forgotten things that we should remember. Or they were consolidating an enormous amount of complex information and simplifying it into applicable action items. In each case, the book carried valuable information, and for that reason, I was compelled to keep reading. But this book was none of that. Now, this concept is true about life. Most of us are living our lives trying to get by with little or no power in our words or actions. We want to live in a safe zone and get little to no attention and be accepted by a large pool of people. We aren't really saying anything about how we live. We're in agreement with a lot of different viewpoints, not wanting to offend, not wanting to make waves. We go along with cultural nuances or societal acceptances, either because we choose not to be invested or we feel we can't make a difference. Neither is true. God calls us as believers to be invested wholeheartedly in his word and his commands. He says that with him, we can change the world, literally the world. But we have to be willing to do what he says. We need to read his word pray, and invite the Holy Spirit into our lives. We need to value time with him more than time with our Instagram account. We need to see an opportunity to serve him wherever we go, at home or otherwise. We must deny ourselves, our schedules, everything that makes us comfortable to shift the atmosphere around us. Being part of the background isn't going to change anything. We have a role to play, but most of us aren't picking up the script. It used to be that I thought everyone wanted to be a star. And while lots of us are compelled by ambition, when it comes to actual human-to-human interaction, I find most of us just want to go unnoticed, or we want to blend into the crowd. We don't want to make waves. We simply want to be accepted. So we water down our lives, our convictions, our relationships, and in the end, we have no spiritual impact on the world around us, and our world is suffering because of it. Whether propelled by apathy, fear, or the desire to be liked above all else, we have given into the lie that in order to be loved, we must be liked. And being liked is an unstable foundation since the requirements of it change like shifting sand every single day. But in order to make a change for Jesus, our words cannot be kept in our minds, nor can they be an echo chamber of the world's perspective and values. They cannot simply repeat niceties or attacks and call out things that our culture deems relevant. To be unaware of what the Spirit of God is doing and simply regurgitate what culture deems relevant is a misstep which may cost spiritual lives. Christ has called us to live a life that reflects His words, His commands, His deeds. Our lives must stand out in our culture. We cannot simply nod along on Sunday and live camouflaged in our culture the rest of the week. The radical love and truth Jesus has called us to must be on display in our lives in word and deed every day. Not so that we can be the star, but so that He can. He can transform lives in ways none of us could dare to dream. He can set people free from bondage that has kept them shackled since childhood. He can help scales drop from people's eyes in moments that have been there for decades. He can set our captive minds free. But we must be his catalyst. We must be his vessel. We must be willing to let him write the story of our lives, not us. We must live a life that boldly proclaims Jesus in all we do. Otherwise, 
by saying nothing, we have given the world and our families over to those that are dominating the airwaves and publishing all the words. Okay, there's a lot there. And yet it's really short and to the point, right? This lie of saying nothing, living mediocre, living watered down. Now, again, I need to remind people that I'm not talking about social media posts per se, but conversations have got to get bolder. People have got to get stronger. You have got to be more direct. And if you want me to be honest right now, you're going to be talking to people who are controlled by spirits. Now, I do not necessarily mean they are filled with spirits, but they're absolutely influenced. They can't even hear truth. You can literally sit someone down right now and play them a live video that is unedited showing something. And if they have been told enough times that's not true, they'll argue it. You're like, but they literally just said it 16 times in a row on this video, unedited. I don't believe that. I don't believe Somehow somebody made that up. I mean, people will, will just believe or disbelieve anything because the propaganda, which we've talked about before, that is going on even in the church is outrageous. If Years ago, I remember a pastor saying, have you ever heard someone tell a lie so many times they actually believe it's true now? Like a tail, like, like I caught this fish and it was five feet long and it was like 18 inches at the most. And it was, and every time they tell the story, the fish gets bigger and the struggle gets harder and the weather gets worse. And they were, and then just, you know, and it's, it's a whale of a tail, right? But it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And they actually kind of start believing it. And even if they don't believe the end, they don't remember the beginning anymore. They don't, be, they don't remember that fish was really small. In their mind, it was at least medium to big. And that's the world right now. And that's the church right now. We are buying into spiritual garbly goop that is not real. Now, I need you to hear me when I say this. I'm not saying you're believing a bunch of, quote, conspiracy theories, and they're not true. I think there is a much more sinister, bigger, more spiritually dominating thing happening right now. And downplaying that is actually what's not true. Let me say that again. I believe right now in the spiritual realm, there is so much upheaval and battle happening. There is so much war beginning in the spiritual realm that has been going on for decades now, at least since I've been born, at least since Roe v. Wade, at least since the beginning of the Cold War. And if you don't know what the Cold War is, look it up. I'm not going to take the time. It has been a slow whittling down of our value system and the ancient foundations, as I heard someone explain it, the ancient foundations of our country There are so many lies right now that are historically misproven, but no one will believe the truth anymore because of the lies propagated. I I know people that politically may align with a lot of what I believe. And again, I am not a straight party ticket gal. I'm a truth gal. So I have voted for all sides, independent, Democrat, Republican, depends on what's going on, what they can vote on, where they stand on life, all these things. But I'm here to tell you right now, That there are lies that are being maligned and aligned with things that seem real spiritual. And you might have a very clear dialed in focus on that. But because we're afraid of hurting people's feelings, 
we are staying quiet because we don't really want to lose friends. I know people who over the over me almost 20 years knowing them have gone from sweet, compassionate, strong Christian to absolutely watered down, useless, new age-ish, all religions, don't want to offend anybody, accept everything the world says. And yet they still call themselves Christians, which is beyond me because there's not one tenet of faith they stand by, except maybe they still believe Jesus is the son of God. They do not follow him. They do not speak like him. They do not speak truth into anyone's lives. They are an encourager in the sense that they tell you what you want to hear. But telling you what you want to hear is not necessarily God's word. Let's just put it to you straight. The Bible says that not only are you to speak truth, you are to speak truth in love. That is true. But let's notice you're also supposed to go to your brother, tell them when they've offended you, hurt you, this done wrong to you, you tell them that. You call them out. And when they repent and ask for forgiveness, you extend it to them. You don't hold bitterness against them, but you still tell them, okay, so what's going on right now? Right now in the church, we aren't calling things out. We are following these pastors. Some of these pastors are very me-centric pastors. Me, 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 me. That's an incredibly new age thing. Do I think they know they're new age? No. Do I think everything they preach is new age? Honestly, no. Do I think they're trying to please a bunch of people so that nobody stops coming, you know, stops all the donors keep giving? Yes. I will sit in worship services that do nothing. You're, you are trying to worship and enter into the presence of the Holy Spirit and worship the Lord God Almighty who created the universe. And we are so worried that we're going to offend people that we pull back in our worship. We won't even raise our hands because we don't want people to judge us in some of these churches. Now, I know that some of you listening do not know what I'm talking about because maybe you've been raised in a very powerful, God-centric, word-centric, presence and truth of the Bible-centric church. You digest the word, you eat the word, so to speak, and you worship God and you have a personal relationship with him. You're always talking to him and receiving from his word. You might be a little confused what the heck I'm talking about. But for anyone else that is in a people-pleasing, watered down, get a spine church, I'm sorry, it's too late for that. We do not have time to worry about what the world thinks of us. Are we to be mean? No. Are we to throw our pearls of wisdom before swine? No. Are you to go and start arguments on Facebook and Instagram and tell people they're idiots? No. However, if you aren't seeking God's word and you aren't praying and you aren't inviting the Holy Spirit into your life every single day, spending time in worship and yes, developing the the habit of fasting, we will go down that rabbit trail another time. A lot of us were not raised understanding fasting and it is a biblical principle that is amazing. But if you do not start saying something, standing up for God's word, stop watering down your life and your deeds, ladies, the time is nigh. We need people to be in this for eternity. Never discipling your kids is ridiculous. We talked about Last week, we talked about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These were boys who were stolen from their parents, 11 to 13, to be raised in an ungodly Babylonian kingdom 
full of witchcraft and sorcery. And they shifted a culture at 11 and 13 because their roots were already so deep. How old are you? You might be 11 or 13. Man, if you are, good for you for getting in God's word and getting real right away in life. For the rest of us, we're just waiting around for it to be easy, waiting around for it to be convenient, waiting around for it to be comfortable, waiting around for our teenager to not roll their eyes at us. No, enough is enough. We cannot be a people who say nothing because Jesus said a lot of things. And if it's just reading the gospel verbatim in your hand into a microphone and sending it to your grandma to encourage her, sending it to your niece because she doesn't know the gospel, nagging people. We, it is so passive and blasé and ridiculous that we never stand for anything. And we are always talking about nothing. Do you know how many times I have sat in conversations and been disgusted at the level of nothingness Christians will talk about? Now, I get it. I get it. Not everyone's like me. I once heard a speaker say, I cannot spend the day doing absolutely nothing except just stuff for me. And I'm telling you, this culture will tell you all day long, there's something wrong with you. But I'm here to tell you, I don't, I think it's wrong if you feel comfortable always self-serving. That's weird. Do you need a day off? Yes. Do you need to spend time in prayer in the word? Yes. Is it okay to watch a chick flick that's wholesome? Hello. Now and again? Absolutely. But to constantly seek self-servingness, laziness, self-centeredness, saying nothingness is not okay. We cannot simply seek to be comfortable in our conversations anymore. Because you know what? We're saying nothing. Meanwhile, the world's saying a whole lot of things. So what are we doing today to change that, to be God's catalyst, to say what he wants us to say, to be bold as lions and lionesses? The lionesses get it done. The lionesses get the food for the babies. The lionesses handle, guard, protect. Ladies, we have allowed the world to steal our voice on the false foundation of feminism, we as women have been clumped together with this disgusting, wicked group of women who support murdering their own children, allowing the devil to tell their kids what their identity is rather than Christ, telling us we need to hate men and men are evil. They are enemy. That's ridiculous. We came from man. Hello? How can they be our enemy? That's like hating half yourself. That's bizarre. No, we're taking it back. We're speaking up. We're no longer staying silent when God tells us to speak. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you lean into the Holy Spirit, he will probably tell you to speak more than you have been. And if you're someone who speaks without thinking, maybe he's going to do a little bit of the opposite. Because we want his words to fill our mouths, not our opinions, and not the world's opinion or the culture of the world that has seeped into the church. Okay, let's pray. God, thank you for this week, for these women, for this call, for this mantle. Thank you for this country. Thank you that you are doing a work. We are to speak boldly. We are not to kowtow to the world's culture. We are not going to stay silent We are not going to say passive things. We are not going to allow our words to be hollow anymore. We will speak when you say speak, and they will be full of power in Jesus' name. To our kids, to our spouse, to our family, to our friends, to our community, to our workplace, we speak life, 
justice, your justice, hope, and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, ladies, man, get in the word this week. Find out what God said. Find out how Jesus maneuvered through those wicked and maniacal times when people were throwing questions and throwing him under the bus. And he maneuvered through that with beauty, ease, grace, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to learn on this podcast how to have conversations in love, but we have to open our mouths and say something of value in order to start a conversation. And a lot of times when we're just sitting around talking about nothing but fluff and stuff, that isn't adding any value. There's enough fluff and stuff and self-serving out there. Let the world do that. It's not our job. Okay, ladies, until next time. All right, just a quick reminder. Just a quick reminder, if you liked this podcast, please let people know about it on social media, via text, any way you can. We would love to grow this community of women so that we can be more engaging and more communicative and really feel like you've got other people out there who are on fire for Jesus, wanting to be warriors for him together. You can find us at Strong Christian Female on Instagram and also, of course, this podcast. All right, ladies, see you next time.